Hi everyone, this is Learn to Love. I'm Amani and I'm joined by my mother, who's a therapist. Hi, I'm Shazia. We're here to talk about your questions about love and relationships. Send your love questions to our Instagram at Learn to Love Official Podcast. So this is our first episode of Learn to Love. So let's talk a little bit about who we are, what we're doing here, and what we really hope to get out of this podcast. Yeah, I think let's talk a little bit about our background and, yeah. you know, why it, we think that it would be a good idea for the two of us to do it. Yeah, for sure. Um, I think I have a bunch of reasons. I can start if you want. I think, firstly, a resource like this isn't necessarily available, especially where we are. We're in Pakistan, Karachi, Pakistan. And people talking openly and honestly about relationships is not really a available from what I've seen and I think it's so important because sometimes we take relationship skills for granted and we think that you know since we ha- have so many relationships in our lives that it's not something that we need to learn how to do properly I guess you know what I mean I totally know what you mean and as a therapist I've seen so many people coming in at a time when they're in crisis and there's so much heartbreak in their relationships and really the fundamentals of how to communicate how to have conflict in a you know in a good way and how to compromise so that we can get along with each other for a longer period of time in a in a way that's loving and peaceful and kind i think those th- skills can be taught and they can really be developed along along the way if we had enough exposure yeah for sure and we really want to make this an open space for people to send in their questions about love and relationships in a very like candid and open manner because we want it to be as open as possible and we really want to help people with whatever it is they're struggling with and also talk about what we're struggling with because i think openness and vulnerability is also something that's unfortunately missing in our society especially with social media culture there's a little bit of a lack of vulnerability because of the importance of instagram and aesthetics and we'll get into that but i think i just have been really motivated to show a little bit more about myself and who i am and i think this can be a great space to open conversation for that and i thought it was a great idea when you brought it up you know after yeah. i did the aj khan show and you heard it and you were so enthusiastic. You said, mom, we should do this together. And I didn't know if you were serious, but then I thought about it and I thought there's so many things that you and I have in common, Amani, which is like where we grew up, where we went to school. We lived, both lived in Pakistan. We lived in Canada. We both went to, you know, the American school. (laughs) We went, we went to McGill. So, so many commonalities. For sure. We both like to study psychology. Yeah. (laughs) But on the other hand, you grew up in a completely different age. You grew yeah. up in the 2000s. You had a phone when you were, what, eight? Yeah, eight or nine. Eight something. or nine, something like that. I didn't have internet in university. Yeah. That's what we're talking about. That's the generational gap we're talking about. So yeah. like, culturally, we're still so different. So from to learn from your experiences and what you've seen in your peer group, mm-hmm. and also me being kind of like an outsider in this whole social media yeah you know this phenomenon yeah literally and i think because it's so much more interesting for me because you're not you know in the social media world so i can like educate you on what's going on and you can give your outsider's perspective because you're not using social media for the things that people my age and 
even adults are using it for. Everybody's using it these days, you know. So it would be really interesting for me to just talk to you about these problems and educate you on what the hell is going on with my friends and just people I know and what we're dealing with here. Because Instagram is a monster. TikTok is a monster. I think teenagers these days and everybody who's on social media has is really struggling. I think that's at the root of it. And I think getting your perspective and all the things that you've that you know as a therapist and just, you know, putting it out there in a digestible form that's hopefully entertaining for people to listen to, you know, can be super helpful and amazing. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to that. I'm really looking forward to our discussions that are going to happen. And I'm such an outsider, you know, and yet this is what I've done. I've helped people from the beginning of my therapeutic career to communicate better better with each other. So that there, when there's more understanding in the household, there's more peacefulness inside. And as a therapist, that's one of the goals that I have is to help people have more peace and happiness inside and learn to love better. So <laughs> therefore, we came up with this name, Learn to Love, because it's something that we're continuously doing. We're not able to say, oh, we've learned it. Now we're teaching it. It's something that we're doing on an ongoing basis, like in this conversation, in yes. this activity. Yes, for sure. And I'm learning from you every day. And I'm also learning new things every day. And I think it'll be really interesting interesting to talk about those explore those and you know like have people listen in on our conversations because maybe they'll relate to something or maybe they'll you know learn something new or maybe they'll have something fun and educational to listen to while they clean their room you know whatever it is but yeah I'm, I'm also really really happy about the name we came to learn to love because I think we we're not experts on it and I think we're all learning together and I think that's also a really important message we want to put out there absolutely absolutely agreed one more thing that I have to add is as a mom I think that the mother-daughter relationship is so important and there's so many moms and there's so many daughters who have trouble communicating Mm -hmm. and have real difficulty understanding each other partly because of the generational gap and partly because there's so much emotion involved. Yeah, I mean, we have those same problems too, so don't think oh, that we've sure. mastered it or anything. <laughs> <laughs> but like, yeah, I mean... Yeah, you probably hear it in sometimes in our, you know... Yeah. Voices <laughs> and then the things that we, you know, disagree about. But we're working it out. And yeah. that's, I think, one of the pulls for me as well, to work it out with you, money. Yeah. And we also are opening up, you know, our platform for questions. So each episode will be dedicated to somebody's question or maybe a few people's questions. And uh, it will be based on a topic that we think is really important, that we think that we can shed a little bit of light on. And yeah, so today we want to dive right in. We already have a few questions because before starting, I asked a few friends to send in things that they were, you know, thinking about, things that they were struggling with so that we could have a topic for the first episode. And I got an overwhelming amount of people saying, please talk about toxic relationships. So let's dive in. So toxic relationships. I mean, there's so much to discuss about this topic because I think almost all of us have experienced a toxic relationship. I mean, I know I have. I have too. Yeah. And it's super painful. And sometimes you don't even know that you're in one. And that's the hardest part. I think it's so confusing because sometimes 
it's the confusion of not knowing whether it's toxic, whether it's doing you harm versus whether there's just a lot of conflict in it. And if we look around, there's conflict in every relationship. So how do I know this relationship is toxic versus this relationship has conflict? Yeah, and I think maybe sometimes an accumulation of conflict can lead to it being toxic. But at the same time, I think there's a difference in mental health in a toxic relationship. I know, personally speaking, when I was in a toxic relationship, my mental health was really suffering. I think it was really bad. I wasn't myself. My friends and my family could see it, but I had like a tunnel vision because I was more preoccupied by the person that I loved. If somebody was asking me this question about yeah. toxic relationships in, in, you know, as a therapist, I'd say the first thing that I'd say is trust. Yeah. It's something if you're in a relationship and you can't really trust your partner, you can't really trust that they're going to do as they say mm -hmm. and say as they do. Mm -hmm. Right. That's one thing. Mm -hmm. That relationship really isn't healthy. You know, Yeah, definitely. It may be because you have a lot of, you know, mistrust or it could be because they've betrayed it. But either way, it's not that healthy. The second point that I think that you're talking about, which is your mental health, is sometimes when a relationship where we where it starts to break down our trust of ourselves, the mm -hmm. way we see things, the way we we view things, you know, and we don't know who we are anymore. Yeah, I mean, that's a big part of it. And sometimes you start to doubt your self-worth. You start to doubt yourself because of how much they put you down and because your conflict is never just conflict it's always tied into something maybe like you said if they've betrayed you in the past then when you're fighting those instances will come up and the fight will never just be about what's happening at hand there'll be a handful of things that have been ignored and swept under the rug that now come up and have no way to kind of resolve themselves Right. So when past disagreements or past conflicts start to become used as weapons to hurt the other person. Yeah, exactly. And I think that that can be a really harsh way to argue and have conflict rather than stick to what is a disagreement right now and how yeah. is it that I can understand your point of view while mm -hmm. also expressing my point of view and come to a common ground. Yeah, but mom, what do you think? Because like sometimes you can have a lot of conflict and fights in a relationship and stuff that's never addressed, but you can still love that person and want to be with that person. So how do you avoid having it become toxic? I don't know if we can really kind of take a relationship in which there's been multiple breaches of trust. Like I've been lied to, there've been yeah. secrets, there've been maybe cheating behind my back, maybe there's been a lot of drug use, substance abuse, mm -hmm. you know, or things that are said while under the influence or done while under the influence. Mm -hmm. I think those will continue to play on your mind. I think when two people decide to be together, I think they're, there needs to be a level of maturity, which which has an element of, okay, I'm accountable for my behavior. Yeah, for sure. And I think sometimes you live through such traumatic experiences when you're in a toxic relationship. And it's things like blocking each other on social media. Maybe um, it can turn violent sometimes. It can be extremely verbally abusive. And I think sometimes you really can't come back from that. And you're right, because it all comes down to trusting that the other person has your best 
interests at heart. You know, when you don't feel like you can predict their next move, when they're unpredictable force in your life where it's impacting your mental health on a daily basis because you don't know what they're going to do or what they're capable of, it can be super toxic. Absolutely. There's a level of maturity that's required. And Mm -hmm. by maturity, I mean, I need to see that I am responsible for the way I behave, but not just my intention to be nicer and kinder, but actually putting it into practice, acquiring the skills that help me be kinder, more patient, more gentle, rather than flying off the handle every time I disagree with something. I think the way to tell that this relationship is going moving forward is when, you know, both people are committed to fighting fair, you mm-hmm. know, really kind of taking a conflict and using it as a way to communicate better, understand each other better, mm-hmm. you know. So I get your point of view, you get my point of view, now let's come to a common ground, mm-hmm. as opposed to, you know, using force, using yeah. emotional force to get you to agree with me. Yeah, or when there's like an explosive argument and there's never really like, there's an apology, but there's never a resolution. Like, it's almost like you just sweep the problem under the rug and pretend like it doesn't exist. When both of you know that it does exist and that it keeps you up at night, but just kind of that fake reality that everything is fine and everything's perfect. When we don't acknowledge what's really happening when there are big elephants in the room. Yeah. Like you saw, you know, a text message Mm -hmm. or you saw... Um, another type of social media message, whatever <laughs> you would call it, you know, however people yeah. communicate, which the person denied, your partner denied, yeah, you know, and it was never addressed. Like, what was this that happened at 2 a.m.? Relationships that fight fair. And when things are bad, they don't go beyond a certain point of harm. I think mm-hmm. that's a really important line to draw in the sand. Yeah, because if there's constantly harm happening in your relationship, you feel unstable. You feel like you don't know what your partner is going to be capable of. Absolutely. And, you know, you have to come to a point where there's a reflection on the things that are important to you. You know, Mm -hmm. if it's important to you to be kind to your friends, but Mm -hmm. your partner is constantly mean to your friends or putting them down or things like that. Mm-hmm. And you say, no, no, I, I, I love him. I, I, I really care about him. And then you have to kind of choose between the two. Mm-hmm. But I don't think that a partner is going to just, you know, act out that way. If somebody has the maturity to say, okay, I think that this friend of yours is somebody that's harming you or is harmful yeah. to you in some way, then that is a conversation that's had and an agreement that's reached. Yeah. And I think maybe when you're a teenager and when you're young, those conversations don't come very easy because everything is super explosive and every all your emotions are super high. And I mean, I've been in relationships and now looking back, I mean, I don't regret them because they taught me a lot of stuff about myself and how I deal with conflict and you know ways I want to be in a relationship that are more healthy and more productive so I wouldn't necessarily say I regret them but at this point in my life at 22 I don't want to be in a toxic relationship anymore I just don't that's a choice you made and you Mm -hmm. made that very very clearly and When you were getting into relationships at a very, very young age, I had a choice, right? I said, okay, 
you can use these relationships of practice ground. And I think I actually said those words to you. Yeah, and I love that. I mean, I love that. I think everybody's mom should say that to them. Like personally, that's my personal opinion. But I mean, go on. But on the other hand, like I felt confident that I had your back. Yeah. You know, and I was like, okay, if this relationship goes south, which it necessarily will, Mm. (laughs) because emotions are high, people are moody, they don't know themselves, they're constantly changing their minds and they're influenced by so many things. Mm-hmm. So the relationship will most likely go south. I had your back. And then it would be an opportunity for us to talk mm-hmm. and learn from the experience. Yeah. But that's how I took it. That's yeah. how I, you know, thought was a good way to go. And personally, I do think that that was really beneficial to me because I got to learn so much about myself. I mean, if I was still in the same high school relationship now... I don't even know how my headspace would be. Like, truly, I have no idea. I do have some friends who are still with the people that they were with in high school. And I think props to you. That's admirable. That's amazing. Just couldn't be me. Because, like, I was not the same person I am now. I mean, I have completely different values. I want different things in my relationship. And, yeah, I think I had a lot of space to grow and figure that out because of you. But there's a there's a lot of courage. It takes a lot of courage to break mm. up with somebody that you've gotten used to. They know yeah. your secrets. They've seen you grow up. They've seen, they know intimate details about your family life. And yes. sometimes people aren't that comfortable talking to other people about their family life, yeah. things that are happening to them that other people don't necessarily, wouldn't necessarily know, you know, be yeah. privy to or, you know, be told about. And suddenly your partner becomes the person that you discuss these things with or knows that, mm-hmm. right? And then it takes a lot of courage to say, no more, enough, because we cannot learn to disagree in a way that's peaceful, calm, yeah. respectful. Yeah. You know, there's too many harsh words, there's too many threats, there's too many attacks, and the trust has been broken way too many times. But it takes a lot of courage. And you need the support system. That's so true. And you I do. think that that's, that's what I knew clearly, that that would be offering you a support system. So then you could then break away. Otherwise, I would have just hoped and prayed that you didn't get into a relationship <laughs> until you were mature enough to handle it. And I think that is a lot of parents because sometimes some of my friends, their parents don't even know that they're in relationships, you know? And that's scary to me because if I didn't have you throughout the crazy shit that happened in my relationship, I don't even know where I would be. I don't even know who I would be because having somebody to unload on and also to get a different perspective, to get an adult perspective was really helpful to me because sometimes you can get so into your own head, especially when you're young and you don't know what the hell is going on. Your emotions are high, high, high all the time. And your brain isn't fully formed. You don't understand the decisions that you're making and maybe you're not making the right decisions. And that's going to happen on er- in every realm. You know, yeah. the way you dress to how you behave with your friends, to how yeah. you behave, you know, wh- what career you choose. I think being young um, has to have making mistakes built into it. In fact, being human being has human. to have, you know. Yeah. But I think that what I try to do and I continue continually try to do is build in the part where we can learn from our mistakes. Mm-hmm. Pause, think about it, talk it through, learn from the mistake, apply that knowledge, start again. Yeah. 
Yeah, I, I think that being able to allow your child to go through hurt, mm-hmm. you know, and allow <laughs> yourself to go through hurt. Yeah. Having the courage to say, hey, I got my back. Yeah. You know, and sure. I think that that's something that is developed through practice, you know, trial and error. Yeah. And sometimes we feel like I won't survive this. I will not survive not being waking up and texting this person and, mm-hmm. you know, hearing from this person and hearing the I love you's at night and yeah. constantly being attached to this person because I don't know what it's like to be alone in this world and face my thoughts and face my feelings by myself. Mm-hmm. But until we can, until we can do that, I don't think we're ready to be in a relationship. Yeah. And, you know, the toxic relationships isn't the only thing that exists. I think you can also have toxic friendships and that can be a big thing. I think when I was younger, my first experience with a toxic relationship was a friendship. And I know you remember this vividly because it was my first real friendship breakup and it affected my mental health really badly. Like we were talking about toxic relationships really um, mess up your mental health. I think I had to go through that because I learned so much about myself and what I want in a friend even. Absolutely. And I think that the the skill of how we are with each other mm-hmm. is something that's learned mm-hmm. and something that is learned through mistakes. Mm-hmm. And sometimes that comes with a bundle of hurt. I don't yeah. think we can be afraid of the hurt or start to feel like the hurt is our fault. But I think that we can for sure take responsibility for developing the skills to know ourselves, know what's important to us, and then make the right decisions with regards to who we let in, when, and how much, like you said. How much of yourself do you want to invest in a relationship? So to sum up, I mean, toxic relationships are real. I mean, we... Almost all of us go through them and they're just a super harsh reality of the world that we live in. So, I mean, mom, what advice would you give our listeners if they are doubting the health of their relationships and don't know whether it's toxic or if they just need better conflict resolution skills? I mean, what would you say to them? I'd say really keep an eye on the intensity of your emotions and your emotional reactions. If your emotional reactions, your anger, your jealousy, your heartbreak, your, you know, your, your sadness is, is more than an eight from a one to 10. If it's more than an eight, a lot of the time, like say more than 30%, 40% of the time, it's time to rethink. Mm -hmm. If your partner's emotional reactions are too intense, you know, they're very, very powerful. They, they're, harm you they harm the way you you know you see yourself experience yourself in the world and that happens too often I think it's time to rethink and it's really time to revisit whether they're ready to be in a relationship the third one is if the two of you together (laughs) the Mm -hmm. chemical reaction of the two of you together maybe you trigger each other maybe you remind each other of past relationships that you've had that have been really painful when we can be stable in ourselves when we can modulate our emotions we can keep them at a in a balanced way where i can still listen to you and i can still hear you and i can still hear my own emotions and I can discuss things with you. I think 
that can be a healthy relationship. I think we can have a chance to work stuff out. Mm-hmm. Well, basically, when you're comfortable disclosing how you feel with the partner, I feel is what I'm getting from this, is you feel like if you do talk about your feelings or a certain situation that may have rubbed you the wrong way or a fight where they put you down, that you don't, you're not going to get some crazy 9 out of 10, 10 out of 10 hostile, aggressive reaction out of them. Yeah, people take responsibility for their own actions and they're committed to doing better. Mm-hmm. And they're actually putting the 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 attention to doing better into the relationship. That doesn't mean we don't mess up. We'll make mistakes. There's going to be times when we react a little bit strong more strongly than, you know, we intend to. And we're not talking about the physical stuff. We're just talking about the emotional stuff here, right? Mm -hmm, Because the physical stuff, I mean, I think that there's physical harm, putting somebody at risk. That's a clear no-no. We're talking about the emotional stuff that happens in a relationship. And these are the signs. Mm -hmm. I think to add on, and I think those were all really, really good points. And I think our listeners could take a lot out of them. To add on, just one last thing, I think... One of the things on a personal level, I remember being the most toxic part of like one of my last relationships was feeling like my partner was constantly going to break up with me. Mm. Like the instability that they were going to wake up the next day and decide that something I did on September 5th, 2016 was horrible and that I was going to be cut out of their life. Wow. I'm really glad you said that because Mm -hmm. the thing that was coming to my mind Mm -hmm. was this... You know, what makes me feel happy and secure in my relationship, and I think that for most people, is I can rely on my partner to show up. That Mm -hmm. doesn't mean cater to my every whim and need, but show up when things are really important. Like when my feelings have been really hurt, when I'm really vulnerable, really sick, or really in need of support that my partner is going to show up. And that kind of, even if that kind of reliability is proven four out of five times I think that can really increase how much I trust this person how I feel loved in this relationship and how good I feel for sure and I think that's what a relationship should give you at the end of the day because everybody deserves to feel that absolutely absolutely yeah I think we can end on that note mom thanks for having a chat with me and yeah are there anything is there anything you want to leave our listeners with No, this was a lot of fun. And, you know, we're going to talk about so much more and I'm really looking forward to it. I'm really looking forward to hearing from our listeners. Yeah, we hope you enjoyed it. We'll see you next week. See you next week.